hope the cold weather isn't affecting you too much, but here's something to keep you warm now. It's coming up on Napier University, Kieran O'Boy explores the depths of music in The Space Between the Notes. Hello, and welcome to my podcast entitled The Space Between the Notes. During the next 10 minutes, I will be speaking with two musicians about why they decided to choose music as a career, why they love music enough to want to play professionally, and also what it's like for them when they stand up upon the stage preparing to perform in front of a crowd of people. history, one key element which has always been at the forefront of our emotion has been music, be it a form of communication, a celebration, a mourning, or as a means of meditation, music has become a dominant force to help extend an ideal towards you. We hear music everywhere we travel, but what drives someone to want to become a musician? I caught up with Dan Veal, a professional bass player and writer for Interactive Guitar Magazine, and Sophia Van Veen, an aspiring young pianist and vocalist, to find out about their love for music. Like anyone really, I've got some music around the house, uh, and I got an interest in in what are now my favourite bands, and some of the different kind of music which we had. So I played as kids really, and my family were always sending us interesting things to listen to, anything from... When I was six, I was listening to things like Queen and War of the Worlds by Jeff Wayne, and my mum was into stuff like Neil Diamond and Barry Manilow and stuff like that. So my brother started playing acoustic guitar when he was quite young, when we were in primary school, but he never really got into it. But it was always in the cupboard, and I'd have a bit of a tinker on it. And when we moved house, we had a rather out-of-tune piano downstairs, so I used to tinker on that as well. Never really forced him to play it but I did sit there and try and get it to do stuff. And one of my best friends was in the guitar club and said, do you want to come along because you've got a guitar? And by 13, I guess I discovered what the bass guitar was and I just found that amazing, really, really interesting. I was actually listening, I think it was Blink 102, and there's a song where it's got this amazing guitar solo I was listening to it and you know when the music just reverberates inside you almost and when I heard that I was like oh my god I want to buy a guitar and play and be a rock star and I did actually save up for a couple of years and I did get an electric guitar but I did concentrate heavily on playing the piano and on my singing career I got into doing a lot of plays, Christmas shows, because of that moment when I heard the Flip Bonnet 2 song I just felt that this is what I want to do in my life, I want to sing, I want to play music and just be a rock star. For many of us, myself included, we have all had the dream of becoming a famous rock star, yet the closest I'm sure we have gotten is drunkenly singing down the local pub on karaoke night. But for others, the feeling of standing in front of a crowd of people playing music is more addictive than any drug or drink could ever be. It's one of the scariest 
and most intense things ever, but at the same time, it gets you so pumped and you get so, so anxious and worried about it. But then when you're up there, all of the anxieties just melt away and the lights are on your face and you can't see the crowd but you can hear them and you can feel them watching you and feel them listening to you and all of your fears melt away and I just become so confident and the music just flows out of me. It's very, very intense, it's a very intense feeling. It's wherever you want it to be, uh, exhilarating, exciting, it's something a bit frightening uh, and I think to extent you can live out your childhood fantasies of being some kind of rock star which I'm sure most people do on a Friday night down the Dog and Duck, playing Mustang Sally or Summer of 69, or right up to, or right up to playing on the stage of Sonosphere. Yeah, brilliant, really exciting. I can't think of anything I'd rather do. It's the best thing you can do with your clothes on. With so many bands or artists not signed to a major record label, the touring scene mainly consists of performing in front of small crowds in what they call intimate venues, such as pubs, clubs or other confined stages. With no luxury of an air-conditioned tour bus or personal assistant to bring a member of the band a bowl of green-only Skittles, what is touring actually like? And what do you do when you're confined to a small space and have miles of open road to pass the time? I was singing with a choir and I was doing a solo and as I was singing I felt a bubble in my throat like I wanted to hiccup and I really needed to swallow but all I could think was the show must go on and so I just kept singing even though I had this bubble in my throat and I kept singing and my voice just got steadily higher and higher and and everyone else just stopped what they were doing and sort of looked at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> what is wrong with you? What's happened to your voice? I just should have swallowed because if I'd done that, it wouldn't have been all eyes on me like it was. It was very embarrassing, but it was very funny at the same time. We used to jump in a lorry and go out for seven days and sleep on the top of the truck. And it was cold, wet, hot, and kind of like touring in a van or something like that. It was very much akin to that. And then you get to the venue, the doors are locked, you can't get in. You want to do a sound check, but the PA guy's going home for a pizza. You know, kind of like two or three times a week, we would jump in that and go off wherever we would go. It's far away uh, in an evening, I guess. We used to have a thing where we would like, bring home, a, bring a trophy home. We have a band trophy, something that reminded us of the gig. Uh, we had a toilet seat on the front of the bus from one particular visit. I don't know where it came from, but nevertheless, we got a toilet seat. So that used to live in the front of the bus, and we were kind of running out of space for putting things. So we pushed up the truck to refuel. The guitarist decided he wanted a little treat or a trophy, and he put his hand through the open window next to the truck and grabbed the first thing he could, which was the water feed for the toilet, and he ripped it clean off the wall. And I don't know if he got any of it in his hand, but needless to say, poor old Ferret, our drummer, was sat there with everything filling up with water. So as he left the toilet, we jumped in the truck and made a hasty exit. I hate to think what happened, there was a lot of water. When I was younger, I started a two-man band with a friend and was convinced our music would make us famous just by recording in his room. But in this day and age, there is so much more to making it as a professional musician than just making a song in your bedroom. With the rise of social media and networking sites for people to expose their sound to the world, what exactly does it take to make it as a professional musician? It depends on what you mean by make it. For example, at the moment I'm very happy with where I am at the moment little milestones that I've met, so at the moment, in my own little bubble, you could say I've made it, because I'm more than happy with what I've achieved so far. 
But if you're talking about wanting to be like Muse or U2 or Aerosmith or another massive band, then it's 10% hard work, 90% luck. It's who you know, raw talent, something incredible to happen. If you want to go and find yourself with the likes of Queen or another multi-millionaire type band, then you've got to look at other musicians that kind of play what they want, play what they call the toilet circuit of the UK. And they're paying their bills, they're happy, they've got some albums, and you could say they've made it. That's what they want. You could say, oh, you've just got to be lucky. And I think you have to be incredibly lucky. You have to be in the right place at the right time, an exceptional set of events that help you on your way, and lots of really hard work. I think that some people say, yeah, we'll get in a band, we'll record a demo, we'll send loads of people, get a website, play lots of gigs, and then we'll surely make it. But you surely won't, because there's so much more work involved. You've really got to be on it 24-7, and network, and be able to attach yourself to the right people, and be really professional about it. tough, it may be hard work, but becoming a musician is much more than making it on the big stage. Becoming a musician is connecting with people, networking, sharing an idea and a concept that others can relate to, building relationships and experiencing new and sometimes difficult challenges. But for these people, without music, life would be nothing but an error. I want to thank Dan Veal and Severa Van Veen for all their time and allowing me to speak with them. And most of all, thank you to you for listening. My name is Kieran O'Boyle. Take care.